Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. And what is going on, guys? We are back for another one. This is a podcast that I've promised for a long time, and it never kind of happened because we had comp preps and stuff, but it is the most asked guest to have on, which is one of the easiest access, and I don't know why it took so long, but I finally caught her and holding her down now to do a podcast in between time and travel and all those type of things. So today, we have my girlfriend... Jessica, um, ICN physique, ICN fitness, bikini, sports model, angels, whatever you want, uh, swimsuit, pretty much done all the categories. Um, so it's going to be pretty good on getting an insight inside of not only a competitor, but in kind of prep and how our kind of lives go on and work together because I do have quite a lot of questions from that. So Jess, give us a little bit of a background of yourself. Um, okay, so I grew up in Mansfield. Um, I now live in Torquay. I studied at Deakin um, when I finished high school. Um, I've done a Bachelor of Nursing and a Bachelor of Psychology and I currently work in um, a mental health facility um, as a mental health nurse predominantly in eating disorders unit. Cool. Um, when you start getting into competition, how did that kind of come about? Um, I guess through watching all of your clients get up on stage and finding a bit of inspiration through them and just progressing with my own um, fitness journey and deciding that I wanted to do something with that. Yeah. And then... So you start. You were training early on. Um, yeah. I know when we first met, you were slowly kind of getting into fitness, doing a little bit more circuit type of training, um, all your yogas and things like that. Yeah. Where did you first decide that you wanted to get on stage? Um, well, I don't really have like a really nice um, story of I did X amount of weeks prep or anything like that. I think... Some one of your uh, clients made a bit of a laugh that I should get on stage, and then I was because I was currently doing a cut for a holiday, and I, I, I don't know, not stupidly agreed, but kind of because we had three weeks notice, and um, yeah, I just sort of did it as a why not. However, you know, last minute posing, had never watched the female categories before, knew nothing about it, really, really short amount of time to prepare for a competition. And then you, we went straight in. You yeah. kind of, I remember you gave me that idea and I was like, yeah, do it. And you're like, okay. I was like, Yeah, uh, you were like, no. And I was like, no, I kind of want to. Yeah. So we got three weeks to absolutely smash it. That was a hard project for you. In your first show, what would your... Uh, how did you go in your first show? Um, I got a third in the open sports and um, a second in the sports first timers. Didn't do bikini or fitness. I didn't have enough time to get a bikini or heels or anything like that. Um, probably wouldn't have been in condition for fitness either. Yeah, so straight into sports model. Yeah. Which kind of gave you that like first ever time stepping on stage, I guess. And it's something I do recommend to some of my clients when they don't want to get on stage for the first time in fitness or sports if you don't want to, I mean, fitness or bikini, getting up in a bikini and heels is a lot harder than just flat shoes um, and sports sports model wear. Um, makes it a lot easier. So fast forward, how many shows have you done now? Eight. So eight shows. And as I said on the intro, all the categories all the way through. You've competed through world titles, national titles, VICs. Over the past, what, two years now? Yeah, yeah. It's been two years of competing. Um, what was the biggest challenge that you found on getting on stage? Um, 
I didn't really have a problem with the food or anything like that. I think my biggest issue was probably um, trying to work my schedule around my job. Um, and also, I'm a very sentimental person, so I didn't miss like certain foods or anything like that, but I miss like the connection that you can have with people when you're going out for a meal or something like that. That was hard for me, but mostly work schedule. I think it was really physically taxing. Yeah, and I know something which you will have a better insight on because I do have a lot of clients that come through it is what is your work like? So you do work in mental health, you work yeah. in the eating disorders, um, but more about the shift work. How do you plan around having, like, instead of having a normal nine to five with breaks in the middle, but working throughout the day? Um, you just have to just do everything when you can. Like, you, it isn't really possible to get a routine in. So, um, I suppose when I did an early shift, I would finish, I did my cardio in the morning. I had got up at, like, uh, before 5 hours, I was at the gym at 5 a.m. Um, and then I'd do my cardio and go to work. And then after work, I'd go straight to the gym because if I came home, I'd be exhausted and it would be really tough. So I'd just go straight to gym before I went home. Mm. Um, and the late shift, I suppose, I would get up and do it all before work. Yeah. And then planning your meals while being at work, did you change any how your calories or anything like that, having to save them for the later in the day if you were on late. Yeah, that's true. So if I had a late shift, I wouldn't get home till 11pm, um, sometimes midnight if I trained after work. Um, so yeah, if I had a late shift, I would save a lot of my food to have at work because I'd get really hungry at night. I don't know. It's really impossible to get like a really nice routine going. I just suppose I just did what I kind of took each day per day mm. but I did plan my week in advance as well as in I slipped in my saunas in the days that I had days off or a morning shift or something like that just to make sure I had everything organized yes. and I think with people that are have a hardcore job or anything like that is making sure that you are organized so far in advance yeah. if you are working on site you have overtime things like that it's making sure that even I know Jess gets her diary out and lives by that and marks everything down that you pretty much have from there. So a few questions I threw through Instagram um, because obviously I know a lot about Jess so I didn't want to just kind of guess my way through. Um, but what other people wanted to know. First one, how did you guys meet? <laughs> Can I lie? <laughs> no. Um, we met on Tinder actually. Oh yeah, she swiped right on me. <laughs> Yeah, so it was probably, we met two years ago. It was long it's always been three years. Three years ago. That shows how much I've been paying attention. Three years ago. <laughs> and yeah, through Tinder, um, we met up at, we both actually moved to Torquay um, and met up, yeah, on the beach. And then from there, I dragged her into the gym and got her gains and then put her on stage. All right. The biggest challenge prepping with each other. Um, I don't think we had, like, to be fair, well, in my opinion, you can answer differently, but I don't think when we were prepping together, there was much of an issue. Um, I enjoyed prepping with you. I prefer prepping at the same time. Yep. I think the only thing that was tough would be maybe, um, you being a male and just all those other things that come with that. You had a bit more flexibility in your comp prep plan whereas I didn't so maybe I had to do a bit of extra cardio and you didn't and that that was hard but yeah. that wasn't like that's not even that bad really and extra calories I think the biggest yeah. thing to both of this was we could push each other through and we're both very very competitive people that I think like if you were like oh, I'm gonna do cardio tonight and I was like oh I'm gonna slack off there I'm like well, can't let you get one up on me. Yeah. And we kind of push each other. That's why I think always prepping together, we both brought the best out of each other. But it was easy. Like, we went for picnics with our meal preps. We could eat the same thing. Mm. Um, there was not, never any, like, not that we either of us would ever cheat on our diet anyway, but there was never any, like, tempting food in the house because everything was clean and bought, like... I don't know. It was really easy. I loved prepping at the same time. Yeah. I would always prefer that hands down. I hate prepping on my own and like yeah. we did things like uh 
when we instead of like going out for date nights and things, we'll sure to make sure and go out for like coffees and stuff. Yeah. And we'll go to somewhere different for coffees, just so it was almost the same social vibe, but a little bit different as well. Or we'd go for walks and stuff. Yeah. Like we we actually I was really lucky. Um, you would train around my schedule. So we spent yeah. a lot of time together because we would go for our list walk and have a chat on the treadmill together or we mm. would train together and train the same thing more or less. So with saunas and things like that. Yeah, we saunaed together, watching a movie in the sauna, like yeah. And then what was the challenges when I wasn't so this year I wasn't prepping yeah. and you were? Um I hated going to the gym at night by myself. Everyone, especially being cold, um, we have housemates, so everyone's watching a movie and like enjoying each other's company and it was dark outside and I'm like, oh, I have to leave and go to the gym. Um, I didn't really miss out on any social events. I think like I missed you a lot. That was the hardest thing because we lived in the same house, but I didn't really see you. Like as soon as my alarm went off in the morning, I'd be yeah. leaping out of bed and leaving I wouldn't so, and I'd go, you know, be training or meal prepping all the way up to works, and then I'd come home and have to go to bed. So it's like I never spent any time with you, even though we were. We, we like saw each other unconscious. Yeah, I hated pretty that. much, and just at night. That was the hardest thing for me. And then what advice? So with knowing that of having the difference between off season and on season, what advice would you give to a competitor whose partner doesn't train? or is not in comp prep to go, how are they dealing with comp? Um, or how to structure be, the relationship? It would be easier to give advice for the partner. So for the partner, I'd say, go to the gym with him or her that's in comp prep. Like, it's not going to kill you. Mm. Like, it's good. Everyone should, you know, exercise. Um, if you're not into the gym necessarily, maybe you could go for a walk together um, you guys could go for a picnic. Like, there's so many ways that you can still spend time with someone, even when they're on prep. Yeah. Um, but in terms of being the competitor and making sure you're still making time for your partner, schedule in that coffee with them or just do those small things that really make a difference. Like, I often will, when I get up early, I get your breakfast ready as well. Like, just that those mm. nice things that it's like, I'm doing something that's quite a selfish sport, but I'm still thinking about you all the time. Like I'm still keeping you in my thoughts and trying to do nice things for you when I can. Yeah. And in the end, this sport, I know a lot of people do call it a very lonely sport um, and a very kind of selfish sport, but it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to fully recluse yourself from partners, family, friends. Um, it's more you need to communicate with your partners, with your um, family and friends that you can't go and do those old things anymore and that you, you but you need to meet halfway you still can be doing other things and like going out for the coffees or going on walks and counting that in as cardio and extra steps um, doing things like that there's no need to be pushing limits and going out of your way to make everyone else feel uncomfortable around you um, I think that's a huge thing I think communication is key um, whenever we're both prepping whenever um, I'm prepping Jess, I'm going to have to prep her very differently um, to my other clients because she's around me most hours of the day compared to other clients, which I'll just, I only see when they message me. Um, second one, how disorganized is Jake? Extremely. Who asked that? That's funny. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll give you this. You are extremely disorganized. I mean, we're going to... We're going overseas in two days and Jake hasn't even booked our com for his section of the trip. But, um, and you forget your keys every single time that you go to the car, even though you do it every single day. However, when it comes to show day, you shock me because you are so organized. You bring a list of all your competitors, what time they're going on. You highlight all of them. You never miss anyone on stage. And it blows my freaking mind because in every other aspect of life... <laughs> You are so frustrating, but show day, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who wears the pants in the relationship? Neither of us. No, that's pretty true. I guess there's no other walk. I think our biggest thing is communication with what we do um, and making sure that we can, like, upfront talk to each other about anything that does come up prep-wise, 
um, insecurity-wise. We are in a sport that's full of insecurities um, with pretty much everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say um, I really value that you will tell me about your stuff too because girls will always say, oh, I'm having a fat day or... Um, I don't feel lean enough or I feel la la la, I'm nervous. And boys sort of keep that stuff to themselves. So I do value that you open up to me about those kind of things when you're in prep. Mm. It's really helpful f- for me because then I know what kind of day you're having and I know how to help you. And then it helps me help you feel better as well. Yeah. And I guess seeing both sides as well. Like I guess a lot of competitors would only see, or a lot of partners of competitors would only see the one side. Um, where we're kind of bouncing off each other for both, like we're doing not only physique and different types of conditioning, but even though we're both in different categories, we're going through more or less the same thing. When Jess is down, I'm up and I can bring her up and vice versa. Yeah. Um, This one kind of goes into that last question. How does social media affect your relationship? It doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> not at all what does that mean what do they mean by that just ha- how's it affects we're both pretty like interactive with social media um does that put a strain on the relationship i guess at all no um no not at all so i think social media has to be something that's kind of i don't know like not added to your life but it is your best picture of what you're doing i think it's we actually don't put a crazy amount of thought into our social media. Um, some things are pretty structured for me on business side, but I know for a lot of us, it's just we're just pretty much highlighting what we do day in day out. It's not like we're trying to perceive it in any way or trying to put out um, something that we're not um, through social media. Yeah, I would agree, and I think um, social media shouldn't be an issue. Like if it's it's supposed to be a fun tool. Like yeah, you can use it for so many. Like I've connected with so many people on social media that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Like Chris, mm. we met Chris through social media. One of um, your clients that came and stayed with us. It's not if it, if social media is ever like bringing a strain to your relationship or yourself, like then you should can it really. Like mm. it should always be a fun added added. Yeah, and I think like we've had our times that like we kind of assess ourselves and making sure that we're not spending too much time on social media and all we're doing it together. Yes. Um, That's the biggest thing. Like TikTok, if you haven't gone onto it, is an addictive platform. It is so funny. It is insane. (laughs) I'm not even embarrassed to admit that I love it. (laughs) But what we'll do is even at night, like instead of us separately going on our phone, we'll do stuff and do it together. Um, so it's not just instead of sitting there and watching Netflix and things, we're actually kind of making sure that we're inclusive with it. Um, I know with social media, jealousy has come up before. Um, and it just depends on your own type of personality, on your own values and things like that in your relationship. So um, I know definitely with what we do, like some people would look at photos that you post and be like, nah, my girlfriend's not putting her ass out like that or things like that, which not that you put crazy. Uh, I probably post more rare photos of, of me. you than that. But it's um, just knowing what type of personality you are and then making sure that that's going to be adapted into your life. If you're a super jealous personality and super protective well, you're not going to go hell for leather on social media and trying to do something that you're not. Um, making sure that, yeah, it's just being within the limits that you're comfortable with. Plus, like, if we get, like, creepy people, like, sliding into the DMs, we always share that with each other and have a laugh about it. Like, it's not like this thing where it's like, oh, my God, that guy sent you this message. We actually, like, just literally laugh at like look what this weirdo sent me and it's funny like it's yeah. not a problem we don't know them so you know and there's no threat involved like and it, yeah exactly we're comfortable with each other and kind of know that we're not like waiting on something else or anything yeah. like that that it's um we're pretty much open it's communication again i think with communication and just knowing how you both react in a, in a relationship if you're hiding something from each other I think that's when you should be more worried about social media or things like that 
to be fair as well, like with pictures that you're saying before, I would be more like conscious about posting something and you'd be like, that's a good photo of you. Like, yeah, you, you, you take like a lot of my photos and like, oh, that's a bit too like glute showy or something. You're like, nah, it's a sick shot. Like, I yeah. don't know. Like I've got some photos unloaded on a photo shoot and Jake actually asked me like, why haven't you posted those yet? Like they're really nice. So yeah. I don't know. And besides like I work, so do you, like we both work hard for our physiques. I'm not going to, I don't know. Like, like I don't, I don't worry about showing it off. I work hard for it. I'm not. Yeah. And it goes on the other foot. Like I know when Jess and I first met, um, I was very entrenched in social media and that as well. So it's not like I did have a lot of those ab shots on my social media and did do um, that kind of thing. I do get a lot of girls sending me um, coaching photos with wearing not much at all. Um, but it's just a part, part like, how'd you deal with that early? I don't think I had a problem with it. Only because you were all, always like that from the start. I think maybe it might be harder if... Um, I don't know. I feel like if you date somebody, you know what they do as a job, you know what they are like like as a person and you choose to accept them as a whole. Like I'm not going to date you knowing that that's your job and then have decide to have a problem with it. Like I and it's fine. Like I don't care mm. at all. Um I know now what this sport's about and I, I didn't really from the start, but I just didn't mind. Like these yeah. girls are just trying to better themselves and using you as a tool for help and it's not like you're looking at those photos going oh she looks so hot you actually I've seen how you look at a photo like um, a check-in photo if you look at mine you don't look at it like oh wow you like say okay well, we need to condition this yeah better or grow this more so it's Sweet. never it's not it's not a problem <laughs> I don't have a problem with it at all yeah I think I'm the worst at looking at girls bodies very differently <laughs> I'm just like, God, you've got so much potential. I know, like, a fun story when Jess and I first met and we're starting to, like, kind of see each other a little bit. And I was, like, always used to mention to her, I was like, like, I'm not the greatest person on dating because words are very different to me when I start to compliment a girl. But one of my compliments to her was like, wow, you have such broad shoulders oh and such God. a good frame. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she was, like, not from the competitive world. And if I called her like, oh, you need to be a little bit sharper here, I don't think it would have gone down too well. <laughs> like you didn't tell me that I need to be sharper. Which make, makes it like easier with Jess in the industry now. I think um, at the very first, when we did start to meet and you started going to shows, I know being from the mental health background. I hated it. Yeah, it wasn't a huge, I don't remember like you, one of your shows that you first show she saw, she was like, I'm never doing this. So my first show that I ever watched, and the only one I ever watched before I competed, was you um, in your pro fitness um, show. And um, your mum, I was sitting with your mum, and she, the sports girls were on briefly before you. And your mum was like, would you ever aspire to look like this? And I was 100% absolutely not. Um, only because I saw your comp prep journey and I saw how lethargic you were, how unhappy mm. you were, um, just from comp stuff. Like, you know, I know you enjoy the process, but just being lethargic and tired and grumpy and um, quite unhealthy. Like, when you yeah. are that conditioned, it's not... Especially the last few it's weeks. It's not a health show. No. It's a, you know... Um, so, you know, I was all about, like, yoga and whole foods and stuff, which I still enjoy, but... I didn't quite understand the sport and I was kind of like, this isn't very, this is horrible. Like, why would you, I was watching you starve and I was like, why don't you just have something like you're starving? Like, yeah, mm. I didn't, I don't know. I was know. smashing chewies at the time. Yeah, I was getting, I was, getting <laughs> like, gosh, I was like, you're like, I'm so hungry. I'm about to faint. I'm like, what? Like, eat something. It's just absurd. But yeah, I, I fully understand now. And yeah, that's what I found real interesting dating Jess is she's kind of come from what I call the muggle world of not knowing anything about bodybuilding and then very quickly being entrenched with what I do and how I was competing and I was on my pro debut um, comp prep for my men's fitness um, for my first time. So she actually watched me go through prep and then it took her about six months later before she started prepping for her own show. 
Yeah, um, it's very contagious. I think. I think, yeah, even knowing the people and training with some of the com- other competitors, once you start to meet some of the other people and seeing like where they're coming from and the whole journey behind yeah. it before you even get there, that's the addictive bit. Like getting on stage is just only one tiny little bit. It's the rest of the journey with everything else and everyone else, which yeah makes the most interesting. Um. Also, to add, when we met, you were on prep as well. Yeah. So, a lot of our dates were, like, just That's beach right. and stuff. Um, so... I was just about to start into Yeah, prep. so we didn't have any of those, like, movies, date nights and snacks and shit like that. Um, but that's fine. Like, And I think um, as well, I, we were lucky in the way that I did start dating you when you were doing a prep because I feel like when you first start dating someone, you don't really get shitty about things that they do because it's fresh and you yeah. don't want to get mad. So everything that you were doing lucky. with prep, I was just like, oh, oh well, like that's just, yeah. And you had a very different background as well. I really did. <laughs> yeah. Jess was more into partying. I was. At the time. Next question, before we bring it back into fitness a little bit, is tell us your embarrassing moments together. Do we have any? Surely. Maybe, like, when I first ever met Jess on her first... uh, Is this going to be an embarrassing thing that I've done? (laughs) When I first ever met Jess, I was um, into... Just moved to Torquay, and I was like, oh, well... What I'm going to try and do is because I was pr- pretty lean at that time and I didn't want no body digging, gold digging oh, girl- yeah. girlfriend. So I knew I was kind of looking for a relationship and that kind of stuff. So I wore tracky ducks and my biggest hoodie I could find to a beach day on a hot, hot day. Um, which <laughs> When we first <laughs> met and we did this weird thing where we're like, we're not going to meet anywhere. Let's just see if we can find each other on the beach. Um, yeah, that was weird. I was like, oh, well, let's go on this. And I like didn't tell her anything of what I did or, yeah. or we just knew. Oh, you said to me that you were a PT. Yeah. And that was it. You never said anything about competing. You didn't tell me that you were a pro athlete. You're like, oh, I'm just a PT. It's like, cool, all right. <laughs> I'm into fitness too. Just to clarify, I was not looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> I was looking for friends because I just moved here. Changed your mind on that one. What's the next question? Got her. Oh, any more embarrassing? I don't think... I'll think of the embarrassing. I'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, swimming into comp prep, off-season. How? What does our off-season structure look like together? So, both competitive athletes, um, I guess you've got... You live with your coach. Yeah. So, what? what's the difference in that? None. None. Only because of my... My um, personality. So... I would never cheat on my diet. Um, I'm a very much independent person as well. Like, there's nothing that yeah, changes whether I lived with you or not. I still yeah. follow it. I'm very compliant if I have a goal and stuff. Yeah. Off-season for us, pretty structured. Yeah. Um, we're not sending it. We'll have maybe our date night once or so a week. But throughout the days, I know I'm super into my off-season. I'm... So easy. I can eat the same thing day in, day out, all day long. Where Jess needs to mix her meals up a little bit more. Well, in comp prep, well, I'm I'm so more than happy yeah. to have the same thing every day. But in off season, I like to eat, reintroduce all my whole foods and stuff like that um, back in and have a variety of like salads and veggies and things. Whereas you're just like greens and chicken. Yeah. Greens, but um, we. And with our date nights, we are we will eat clean as well. Like we might have yeah. um, a homemade something, but it will be like so healthy, ridiculous. But our date night just means we put more effort into our meal prep. Pretty much. <laughs> or we go out somewhere clean, like we go to Japanese or something. Or like we're doing a lot of Mexican, yeah. grilled. Yeah, um, it's never like, oh, one. let's go out and have like filthy... Dirty beer. as burgers where we're going to be bloated as. And, yeah. Um, things... Like that. We've always been like that. Um, especially with travel, especially with that. We, like, I, f- f- weirdly enough, they're the foods we actually enjoy. So we yeah. enjoy clean foods. We don't drink. No. Um, barely ever drink. And it's just, I think, something that we've got used to. I didn't drink beforehand and just drank probably more often than not. I... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she had a bit of a change. But it's weird because, like... When you're young, 
you realize you don't actually enjoy alcohol. I like, don't. I didn't like. I never have liked the taste yeah. of it. It was just to get drunk and party. So it's like now we don't really. If we go out for dinner, if we would ever get a wine with dinner, we probably wouldn't finish it. No. I don't like the taste of it and stuff. And we go to like out to concerts and things like that, and just being sober is like it doesn't mean you enjoy yourself any less. I um, would agree with that. Same with our off seasons, like. Same with food. Like, we don't need... We don't enjoy those, like, Macca's burger type of foods or, like, real greasy foods, like pizza. Like, I don't think we've ever... We'll have, like, wood-fire pizzas. Yeah, like a cleaner pizza. Or I'll cook, like, my homemade pizzas. Um, But it just keeps it a little bit clean throughout... All the way through off-season. I do love cake. (laughs) But to be honest, like, I don't really have any of those things because... You know, it's not that I'm being like a health freak or anything. It's just that the next day I feel like shit. My training's bad. Um, my body feels like crap, and it's just not worth it for me. Like, yeah, it's really not. I blow fucking up. Yeah. So something I also want to touch on, bringing it back into competitions, um, going on how this season kind of played out versus mm-hmm. last season. Yeah. Um, coming through, you, how when you came off from, say, Vicks last year, yeah. Nationals last year, Worlds last year, into a reverse. Yeah. And then kind of how did you find that first reverse process from your first ever kind of off-season surplus kind of gain phase? How did I find my first off-season? Yeah. Um, how did I find my first off-season? I, I, I went struggled. to New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, we Straight went to the Philippines. No, no, no. No, you just kind of stayed okay, in the deficit true. then. true. Um, so okay, so it's in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, fine, I think. Like, the thing is, we've accidentally gone on holiday every single time after show. Yeah. So I guess, like, that could, could depending on how you, everyone's so different in off-season. Um, but I guess since we are very, like, enjoy health foods and stuff still, it was pretty fine. Yeah. Would you recommend going on holiday straight after a show? It depends. Um, it really depends on you. It could be a recipe for disaster. Some people will just send it because yep. they're on holiday and that's the worst thing that you could do. Um, sometimes it's better to, you know, if you are one that like really does like to send it on holidays, and that's that's fine, but maybe you should reverse for a few weeks first yep. um, just to take care of your body. Like our bodies have been through so much, especially um, as a girl. I really want like to take care of it first, um, and then go on holiday and enjoy yourself. Yeah, and you don't like reverse dieting, especially if you're going into your first ever phase of reverse dieting after competing. Is it's a very scary point because you don't need to be like over the top strict once you start going into your off season, yeah. and you don't want to send it. So it's like this fine little line. In between two, like going over the top and underdo like underdoing it a lot as well. Um, and I know it's it's a lot harder on girls um, to find that line. Yeah. And making sure you do reverse properly, you bring your calories back up um, into a maintenance or a surplus stage. Um, and being actually, you've been so self-conscious that you want to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight into a comp that you kind of get to the point where you kind of struggle coming out to actually putting on weight or you get scared, fear foods, worried about those type of things. So what would your best advice be if for a first time competitor coming out onto a reverse plan into a like off season? Um, okay. So obviously we sort of have an idea of what we're going to be like and often we'll, it won't work out like that. Um, so maybe always have a good support, system um be open about how you're feeling if you're feeling like you're um you know gaining you know if you're you're having fat days or you're struggling with binging or something just say so like it's always so important to speak up and tell people they can help you um but with the holiday thing um if sometimes it's a good idea to do that if i know a lot of girls are so used to um, being on such a strict diet and stuff that they struggle to not be strict anymore mm. and they get anxiety around foods and macros and going over your calories. So sometimes going on holidays is 
perfect for that because you have to let go of the calorie yeah. counting. You don't know what's in your food. You can try and track it, but you can be so far off it's not funny. So sometimes that's really helpful to break that chain of like strictness. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think like maybe a holiday for a week might be a better idea than like a month. Um, so if it's like a short little trip, at least then it's, there's not a lot of damage that you can do. And then you've got a pull in time that you can be yeah. like, as soon as you're back, I'm going to pull it in. Yeah. So it's like, you can't do a hell of a lot of damage in that time anyway. Um, and then you kind of, I don't know, you probably could, but, um, it's not going to be crazy ongoing, 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 because then it's like, bang, back into reverse, build your calories up that you can almost rebuild that strictness. So I find a lot of people that do kind of reverse and then have a slip here, slip here, slip here, can never, they struggle to get back on plan. Mm. Um, yeah. I think it, it just depends, depends on, on the you. person yeah. and you need to find what works for you. Like, I know I've gone through various stages in like post-comp of different things and I just, if something, if I wasn't being, I don't know, if I was doing things that weren't that great, I'd have to pull myself up and be like, okay, well, what I'm currently doing isn't working, so I'm going to change to yeah. something else. Um, so, like, I know, for example, um, some of your clients get, um, if they've opened up to you about being fearful of foods and stuff, you've put them on a, a reverse plan that includes, like, untracked, like, you've, yeah. you've, you've made them do that untracked meal and stuff just for their mental health, like... Yeah, you just need to find... Just so not they're obsessing. Yeah, exactly foods. right. You need to find what works for you and what your problem is, if there's one. There often is. Yeah. Um, and just work with, with that. And I would I would seriously recommend keeping your coach for at least a month after show. Yeah. Really, because um, I know with my first show, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And I, I did a lot of those things. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really important. I really would recommend keeping your coach... Um, for at least a month, if not longer, if you need them, um, after show. Just yeah, to, just I just to, think like knowing as well. And having accountability um, as well. Yeah. Still do your check-in things once a week, um, coming out of show just for a little while, just to make sure, keep accountable, you know. Yeah. So then coming into, um, you had that off-season, coming into this season, um, so we had a bag of mixed results. How do you rate your physique last season versus season so last season my conditioning was a fuckload better i was obsessed with how sh i still am i look back at my photos my i was so shredded like it's almost hard to think that i would ever i'm, d I'm determined to meet that conditioning again next time um but this time my shape in comparison to last year it was just insane like i'm yeah. so so proud of my shape um I would like almost cry looking at comparison photos. I'm like, I've grown so much shape. Like I actually have a figure yeah. now. I'm not just a skinny girl on stage. So when Jess says shape as well, so she's talking about like leg development, shoulder development, lat development, that overall V taper, which what they look for in pretty much every category going through any bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, when you were lean, we didn't have a hell of a lot of muscle that we cut down to. No. Um, just as she said in the start, she only had three weeks, um, that we've kind of went in and then from there you spent the whole year kind of in a deficit. With, we had small breaks of, um, probably maintenance or like tiny set, like a few yeah. weeks of surplus, but that's it. And I mean, my conditioning was nuts, but shape is so much more important. 100%. Um, I mean, in, in terms of show, like I did bikini this time, so I didn't have to be as shredded. Um, but you know... If I was going to give someone advice starting their first show, I would really recommend not doing what I did. I would grow some muscle and stuff first, mm. really. And then coming down to it, depending on the category as well. Yeah. Um, some people depends. have a great some... foundation from sports and stuff already. Yeah, because I've seen some people that will never get on stage because they never think they're good enough. Mm. Um, especially it's a, like a bodybuilding mentality that you they're like... you start somewhere. Yeah, so that's both in both ways. Um, I definitely always think... Just jump on stage, pretty much. Set the bar for yourself and run the show by yourself. Because in the end, like, you had very good results coming in sports fitness last yeah. year. And then this year coming in, we were looking at, like, well, you, you're going to – you've pretty much doubled what you've come on size-wise. Yeah. Um, had a lot better shape. 
but the competition got better as well. They did, yeah. Like the standard grew so much and all of those girls that did compete last year as well also dropped back um, in placings and things like that. Yeah. So it you never know who you're up against. You never know what the standard's going to be. You don't know who's coming in, what's coming in until you're on stage on that day. And you don't know what the judges are looking for. Like when I did fitness model last year, I did really well. Like I won opens and stuff and I look at my lineup and there were girls that were so much more dense than me, but in that particular season, they, or show or whatever, they wanted they my dense. physique. They wanted the, the slim, like really Slimmer lean. Yeah. And then this year they wanted the big dense, um, often a lot more blocky girls. And that's okay. You just, you just need to do come with your best physique really yeah. like, but I don't know if I agree entirely about, just get on stage. I think there has to be some kind of like, you do still, you don't have to be crazy competitive, but I feel like you still need to look like you train and um, you don't want to just, it's not a dieting competition. Like you don't want to just get up there as skin and bones with no muscle. Yeah. I know that I, I have done that, but I wouldn't recommend do, like doing what I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, and the thing is, is it's taking time as well. Um, developing, this is a subjective sport. Yeah. So, that's the hardest sport to ever actually make sense of because it's always going to change and it just depends on the judges and, and things. Who comes. And exactly who comes and what the standard is on that day. So how going off like what happened versus last year versus this year, what was your biggest thing to stay motivated the whole way through? Um, I know we're questioning coming into like worlds and nationals, what kind of kept, kept you pushing and kept, going further and like what did you take away in positives from it okay um so i didn't get um very good results for the first show but i wasn't finished with myself um i'd worked really really hard in the off season like i still work just as hard in off season as i do on season and the first show isn't my I know that throughout the, the seasons you, you come in better. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't done with myself. I wanted to see what does my body look like if I shred a little bit more or if I practice my posing a bit better. I knew that I had area like room to improve and that's what kept me going regardless of placings. I, um, I wanted to... I put all this hard work in. It would be a shame to not see my very best end result before <clears throat> doing another off-season and putting weight on again and stuff. I wanted to see... I wanted to improve my posing. I wanted to see myself a bit leaner and have a look at what I'd created in the off-season stuff. So that was my motivation, just myself. And that's the answer of an athlete. Um, so definitely when you're in it for the right reasons is a huge part. I think like not just wanting to get on stage once, see how you go, oh, well, go. Like it's this, it's bodybuilding in the end. You're always building on yourself, building on your physique. So every time you're going to bring in something better. And definitely more time in a calorie surplus. Um, we kind of reached a decision where we were going to prep further for bikini or for get absolutely shredded for fitness. That was so stressful. <laughs> yeah. This was probably my hardest prep mentally. Yeah. Only because of that. Like my very first proper prep other than that three week one was so, so hard um, physically. But this one was mentally yeah. the biggest mind fuck ever because I would do lots of cardio and then I'd get so scared because I'd be like, fuck, I've gotten to lean too out. Yeah. lean. And then I would hold back or eat a bit more and then I'd freak out and be like, I've gotten too soft. Like the whole season was just exhausting whether me stressing about my condition and whether I nailed it for the right category and stuff. And I think something else was super hard about our season is you got feedback from very different places. I did. So we had very different... Because we competed this year in Adelaide, we competed in Victoria, Sydney. we competed in Sydney. All the standards are very different in each state. So Jess would go to one and they'll be like, yep, you look good. Or another, you you should go down into bikini. Another said you're perfect sports fitness. So there was a lot of mixed reviews the whole way through. Yeah. Um, we, sorry, go on. Yeah. So in coming to that, it's kind of, again, you've got to prep to where you're at and then just trusting your coach on kind of where you're going to go. I don't think a lot of competitors listening here are going to be competing in like three different states in a season. Um, but it's just knowing what that state looks for because they're not all the same. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing actually you told me 
when I was going through all of this and stressing about what do I do, blah, blah, you actually were like, well, what category do you have the most fun in? Yeah. Like, what do you actually enjoy? Like, what you're stressing about, you know, blah, blah. Take out what what do you think you'll do better in and just focus on what do you actually like doing the best? Like, what mm. are you going to have more fun doing? And I decided that was bikini for me. I preferred the posing. Um, I preferred a lot of things about the bikini category. And then at Worlds, I chose to just do that. Um, yeah. I didn't even do sports, like, because at that time I just thought, no, I, I'm actually loving bikini. I want to do that even though I don't know if I'll do well. Um, and again, like Sydney um, was stressful because they said um, in in Sydney the rules is if you do bikini, you're not allowed to do sports as well, whereas in Victoria and Adelaide, they allow you to do sports if you're in bikini. So mm. I had to make the decision to also drop sports model, which I love. Um so I was kind of like, I've got enough time to shred more for fitness or maintain for bikini, but then I miss out on sports and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of complications coming through that. With all three divisions, so you've competed in swimwear, angels, yeah. bikini, sports, fitness. Yeah. Which did you say enjoy overall? Um, I love them all for different reasons. I mean, last year I loved the condition of fitness. Um, I liked being that shredded. I love the um, relaxing vibe of sports, being able to move around a bit more, not so rigid. Yeah. Um, I loved Angels. I didn't think I would like Angels, but I really loved it. And I really like swimwear too because I personally just love my physique in a swimsuit. Yeah, got a good cap shoulders. Yeah, I just really... I loved all of them for different reasons. Mm. I think it also depends on kind of maybe the girls in your lineup yes, as yes, well. So yeah. like if you go in with a full serious vibe, bitch facing it, I'm not talking to anyone. Well, it's going to be a very serious vibe where you can usually loosen people up. There's enough usually girls backstage and guys backstage when you are competing to have a little bit of chat or banter or yeah. I know like different feds, you went through a lot of different lineups of different people mm -hmm. and then you make some of the best connections at show. Yeah. Um, yeah, agree. And I think the whole um, switching between categories and things was such a blessing in disguise for me because although it was stressful, I got an opportunity to compete with some bikini girls that I never would have ever thought that I'd get to share stage with. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot about all the different categories and stuff. Like, it was just huge growth. Like, well, I think you also learnt a lot in bikini I did, on yeah. different types of presence, walking, yeah, so you've different. improved a lot in that, which then if you go competing in say fitness again, which is a whole different category, you can take what you learnt from there yeah. into fitness. Um, and it's the, yeah, similar, like you, it's just growing on your overall stage presence. Like the bikini girls kill it all day long on their stage presence. They do. And for some of the fitness girls, it's a little bit more muscly. You don't have to worry too much as much or rely as much on your stage presence. Um, so you can kind of get away without the girls are a little bit more rigid, um, in fitness. So it's just overall building in the end, it's. With this sport, you want to get as much stage time as you can and as much experience as you can as well. I know on Angels, oh um, was a good, you had to do a T-walk, um, which then taught you a lot more about T-walks as well. Plus, yeah. you could throw some of your fitness poses in your Angels routine to really kind of give you an edge there as well. Yeah. Um, so, it's pushing that. So, a few more questions. Being a female, what is your best way to deal with bloating? I know this was something huge coming into the last couple weeks of your prep slash coming out yeah. of prep. Yeah. Um, and I know it's something that does come up with a lot of girls is that severe bloating. Um, if you are experiencing severe bloating, go on a strict meal plan. Don't flexible diet because if you are on a strict meal plan, it makes it a lot easier to identify mm. what it is that's causing the bloat. You can take one thing out at a time. Um, you, you know, you have the same thing at the same time every day if you can, and you can identify what is causing you bloat. Um, stay away from all those little comp prep things that we have, like the Diet Cokes and the Conjac noodles and all that kind of stuff. Like it's helpful, but if it's causing lots of bloat, get rid of it. Anything really high in sodium. Yeah. Most of the time when 
athletes come to me with severe bloat, like 80 to 90% of the time it's sodium. So Oh, there's like low-carb sauce and yeah. stuff. And normally it's coming after comp is just like you've kind of pushed your body, eliminated everything in your diet, and now you're just re-adding things you haven't had for 16 weeks. Um, so no wonder your body's freaking out, you're bloating. Um, but yeah, definitely normally, if it's during prep as well, um, girls are going to obviously hold water throughout the day and then bloat towards the night. But normally it is an overpush of diet drinks, um, Coke Zeros, anything like that. Subs, usually supplements have a lot of sodium in it. Um, but depends where you are, definitely talk with your coach. But it's usually, if it's during prep, you might be freaking out, but it's usually not like a major issue at all because you wake up the next day, you're shredded. Yeah. I know it's definitely, you've gone through it all as well. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so I have an issue sitting at home on the weekend, not doing much, or I can't, I, when I'm not doing much, I think a lot about food. Yeah. How do I overcome this during prep? Or maybe even not eat during prep. This could be generalized as well. Do something. Yeah. Get active, go outside, go for a walk. Um, I bought eat too. I can relate to that. So if I can see myself doing that. I'll remove myself from the kitchen, like, go outside, go for a walk, just keep busy, drink water. Yeah, like, drink something As long active. as it's bored eating, like, I don't really like the whole, um, you know, when people are in off-season or whatever and they're starving, they're like, oh, just drink water, like, you know, if you're hungry, have something. But if you're just bored eating and mm. ruminating over food, over food, go and just distract yourself, really. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Coming now... You competed a couple of months ago. You're yeah. into your reverse phase. What are your tips coming into that? So the best way is to make sure that you're staying on track, mixing foods up, things like that. Again, like it depends on the person and what they yeah what they need. Um, for me personally, I'm still sticking to a meal plan that I've written. I write myself. Um, I put all my favorite foods in it so that I enjoy it. I leave a lot of room for um, variables. So I'll put like um, however many calories of a protein source. And then I might go, I'm going to pick a bit. Like, which you know. one, yeah. Um, and I found that for a while I was trying to intuitive eat because I'd just been in prep for two years and I was like, but then I was going overboard. Like I was just going ham and it wasn't working for me. So change to that. Like mm. if something's not working for you, change it. Like there's so many different things that you can do. But I don't know. It's hard to give advice on that when it's very yeah. and dependent on I guess for us, we still kind of know where like your goals lie. It's yeah. not like you're never going to compete again. It's not like you know you want to grow. So yeah. it means you're not going to stay in a like crazy deficit. Yeah. But at some point, like we know we had a holiday coming up. So we didn't want to completely go into a deficit straight into a holiday where you're going to flexible eat and intuitively yeah. eat. So like our whole plan was to try and build your calories up as quick as we can. Yeah. And then so then when we do go on holidays, it's not going to be so a shock on my as body. much of a shock. Yeah. Um. So that was like a really good motivator to actually like, because I will admit last prep, I did stay like a maintenance cows for a while. Um, but I think this time's a lot easier because I wasn't as shredded either. I feel more comfortable softer. Like mm. Bikini taught me that as well. Not that you get up there like soft as hell, but um, it taught me to be a lot more confident in myself, a little bit softer because like, I don't know, I got on stage in... Um, not as shredded as I normally would ever accept myself um, on the stage. But, and as well as my um, my shape, I'm really proud of my shape. So now I'm putting on weight. I'm not like, oh my God, my abs are disappearing. I'm like just so proud of my shape instead. Like I've shifted mm. focus. It's not all about being shredded. I'm actually proud of other things like my legs and my shoulders are feeling out and stuff like that. And as you said, with the holiday, that's a motivator because yeah. I don't want to be shredded and then go to India and put on weight rapidly because it's a huge change in. And I think it's looking at what you want to improve. Like yeah. you do want to build your legs. You do want to build your shoulders and improve like that V taper shape. 
So it's you're not staring at your abs. No. Because I'm not now looking at them, I'm looking at my delts. Yeah, because you're gonna be fuller in your delts. You're fuller in your legs at the moment. Your posing looks insane as well. Your clothes fit you a lot better. Yeah. So it's your goals have changed as well. So it's instead of focusing when maybe your goals coming into a show is get as lean as possible, shred, shred, shred. Abs are there. Um, that it's like you're not completely obsessed on doing that. Like everyone has their days where you're like, oh, I am fat as. Um, but then you have the other days where you're like, I really like your shape. My, w- like what I look like is my perfect physique right now. Yeah. And then two days later, you'd be like, I am fat as fuck. And then two days later, you'd be like, oh, I look good again. Yeah. Um, so it's just balancing out that. And that's the biggest thing I think of, I know definitely girls in off season, their body image is it's just making sure that coming into your show you're you know it's temporary yeah that's the biggest thing i think like you don't go into your show and like yep this is me forever i love my six pack and i'm gonna stay this way the whole way Mm -hmm. um because it's not sustainable at all and we've both seen girls that have thought that going in and very quickly realize it's not reality same with guys and i think um the guys don't get like girls kind of have that support group and they know that it comes the off season where guys I think keep it all to themselves a little bit more but it does happen with guys as well um making sure that I think guys is more socially acceptable to have a little bit more size on them and they've got muscle that's going to keep them looking a lot fuller um but it's being comfortable with okay this is my body in off season that's what I'm going to come back to after a comp um not getting over obsessive on how you look for that two percent of your prep in the last couple weeks and it's weird like you're always never lean enough (laughs) ever going into shows and that like even your stage days i know on the days that like when you text me in adelaide after your tan you're like i'm not lean and then i look at you i was like well you look pretty (laughs) lean to me like every single i think sydney was the same and it's just like the way self-doubt plays during comp prep like it's Mm. not just on the day it's coming into off-season as well, and I think at least in off-season you're not as depleted and you're not going on stage in front of hundreds of people. But I think, like, your off-season last year was absolutely insane, and I know a lot of people, like, look up to you from that off-season because the way you still look insane with your lucky with your structure, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, But it's enjoying enjoying that time as well, not being completely restrictive and doing that. I think it's a real shame when people go into their off season and they don't leave a little bit of room to enjoy life. They're so strict. Yeah. Because then when comp comes around, you tire out in your comp prep so much quicker because you didn't have that break. Like, you know, when you have that break and then you go, oh, I'm I'm really ready to prep again. I've enjoyed myself um, a bit more flexible and stuff and now I'm ready to get back into prep whereas if you're so unnecessarily strict in the off season and then you go into a strict prep like you really robbed yourself of that yeah true um and you've robbed yourself of an enjoyable prep too because you get over get over it a lot faster um rather than starting you know going motivated Mm. I think another big thing that probably we've got to bring up is have hobbies outside of prep. Yeah. Is, I think, a key for a long sustaining life as a bodybuilder, um, or if you're going to stay around for a couple of years, is not having your whole life rotating around bodybuilding. I would agree. Um, keep it, like, keep in tu- it's good to keep in tune, good to go to shows, good to support your team, good to do all that, that kind of stuff. But when it is your life, I think that's where it becomes a big issue. And you definitely want to have other outlets to reach out to when you are like um, fr- even frustrated with bodybuilding or things like that, that you can go out and do something else um, that it's not you get one bad result and your whole life gets shut down Yeah. Um, and making sure that, yeah, it's not because it can be, a, it does take up a major part of your life, this sport, um, that you don't want it to completely consume you the whole way through. Um and just, I think that keep, keeps you off season a lot healthier mentally. And a lot more, like, we. I still go to gym every day, um, but I still have things. Like, I love to travel. I love my mm. job. Um, my job's not related to fitness. There's lots of other stuff that we enjoy. 
Like, yeah. It's really important, I think. And like not to say neglect bodybuilding in off season because that's the time when yeah. you should work really hard to make those gains. But you need to have other areas in your life, just in general. You know, even with people who don't bodybuild, you need to have more than just your job. Like you need to have more aspects to you than just. Again, it's that fine line of don't go all in or all out. Agreed. Like for example, we go to, on holiday, um, but when we're on holiday, we're still not neglecting our goals yeah that's the biggest thing like we went to asia um a couple months ago and we trained every day we did oh we had three days off there we go so we had and th- that's like over three weeks over th- <laughs> one day off a week yeah so um but that's something we enjoy while we're on holiday we're not going to neglect the gym because yeah. we're on holiday we enjoy it so we're going to go and train there as well yeah I love training on holidays. We just book a hotel with a gym, get up early, do a quick set, and then go and do all the activities for the day. Yeah. And it means that you don't put yourself back by doing fun things like holidays. Like, you st- we're still growing, we're putting all those... And it's only an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the whole day, like, we, we just, we can routine it in, and um, depending what we're doing that day is, it's an hour that we do enjoy, both together, and we're yeah. lucky we're both And how many training. fun people have we met at gyms overseas? Yeah. It's always funner and different vibes and things like that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Cool. That's all the questions I've got, and it's probably a good hour. But we'll probably have Jess up in a couple of upcoming episodes. I know coming into definitely, like we can touch a little bit more on peak weeks and things like that. Anyway, so. As always, guys, if you do have any other questions leading on from this or do have questions for Jess, hit her up. Um, Instagram's probably her best contact, and that's at Jessica or Jess? Uh, Jessica. Jessica, M-A-H, no, yeah, underscore. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica Ma underscore. Um, So, yeah, shoot her a message. If you do have any further questions, she's always opening to reply on DMs. Um, and as always, if you could like, and share this podcast, get it out there. It's been amazing. Those guys that have given me feedback and put it in their stories. Um, any other thing like topics and things hit me up, Jake Abel official on Instagram and until next time guys, we will see you soon.